Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, as we got a lot on deck here for the show. Um, I'm going to take you out to Greeley, Nebraska um, later here in the show, Robin, as um, most of the show is going to be um, pre-taping before we go out to Indianapolis here for the Big Ten Media Days, but it is the five-year anniversary of the death of Sam Foltz. So um, I was out in Greeley. They ran a Jamie Cole and Gerald Foltz and Spencer Lindsay, Brett Maher, um, Nathan Gary, you name it. There were about 20 former Husker players that went out and did a, an appearance in a, a clinic to honor the five-year anniversary of Sam Foltz. So we'll, we'll talk to Jamie Cole, Nate Gary, Brandon Riley, Josh Banderas um, on site from Greeley here later in the show. But I wanted to hit on opening headlines with you as Big Ten Media Days. It's in Indianapolis this year, not mm-hmm. Chicago, um, for no, various reasons. I think mainly with COVID, they were a little leery to have it in Chicago, bigger city with tighter restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to bring it to Indianapolis. There is no lunch. Um, it's very much an in and out thing um, where, where things will take place each day. Nebraska goes Thursday. Um, the day kicks off Thursday with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. He goes at 9.30 a.m. Central Time. Central, yep. And then Scott Frost will hit the podium at 10.30 Central Time for the 15-minute made-for-TV portion. And then we'll get Scott Frost later after lunch on the side for an hour. So Scott Frost will have 75 minutes on the mic with the media, taking a lot of questions. You're going to get the players out there as well. It's an interesting player group. Ben Stilley will be out in um, Indianapolis, as well as Austin Allen and Deontay Williams. No JoJo Dolman. No Adrian Martinez. There were some conflicts, I think, that kept guys from making the trip because the the event really didn't have a lot of notice behind it. They scheduled this at the mm-hmm. last minute. There wasn't a lot of communication, and the players had these trips planned. So you're not going to get Martinez or Dolman or a few other guys that may have made this trip. Um, but it, it will still be interesting just to have all the media together in one room. We haven't done this since 2019. Well, and it's going to be a really big room, too. They're doing it at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, right there on the field. So uh, plenty of social distancing Space. going on. Yeah. Uh, and as far as Nebraska's selections, I mean, yeah, it would have made a lot of sense to have your four-year starting quarterback. But, I mean, Adrian's done this a lot of times already. Um, you know, I'm sure that— Well, just once. It, it, Really? Well, because his freshman year, he didn't go out as a true freshman. Right. He did as a sophomore, and then there was no and event as a junior. Do it last year, you're right. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it would have made sense for him to go. But, I mean, I guess I understand the fact that, you know, there's this was something that was scheduled a long time in advance. Nebraska was actually pretty, um, you know, made a concerted effort to, 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 to put that out know. there, to let people know that this wasn't a deal where Adrian just said no, or Nebraska was like, you're not going, Adrian. This was a deal where he had uh, a long, like months ago, kind of taken this this block of days off to go you know, do whatever, take some personal time, and it just happened to coincide with Big Ten Media. So I don't read anything into that. I know there were some questions being raised on social media and on the board, but you know, there's I don't think there's much to that at all. And so Ben Stelly makes a ton of sense. I mean, he's one of the veteran leaders of the defense. Um, you know, Austin Allen has become one of the faces of the program. I mean, he was on the selection committee for the athletic director. Uh, you know, he's been made a ton of public appearances uh, you know, over the past you know couple months of the offseason. And so, you know, he makes sense in that regard. And then Deontay Williams, I think he's an interesting pick because, you know, he is a veteran player. Um, but in the few interview opportunities he's had, he says some really interesting stuff. I mean, but, but this spring, game. yeah, I mean, he had some really – uh, opinionated strong takes that uh, you know kind of rustled things up a little bit. So I'm I'm very curious to see 
how he handles that that situation where you're out there kind of in the public eye for that long um, could could have some good content come out. Now of that. the players, I, I think, are they thirty or forty five minutes? Are they an hour? The players, they're on the podiums and they're all at once. So yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty condensed. And so all those, it's not like one at a time. They're, I mean, you're talking about groups and they stagger them. So like Scott Frost, is, as far as the individual podiums go, he's going to start. Like he's the very first individual podium. And then his players don't go for like another couple hours after him. So, I mean, they're they're all, all over the place. And I think it is at least a 30 minute, maybe closer to an hour. I don't know. I guess it depends on how it goes. But, uh, you know, for those guys, you know, especially, uh, you know, a guy like Ben Stilley, who's not the most, you know, outwardly spoken guy, uh, that's going to be, you know, uh, plenty of opportunity to get some stuff from them. And the way the schedule is, I mean, it's really basically Thursday, Friday. I'm using central time here. It's going to be 10 to 4 central time, 11 to 5 Indianapolis time. And it's a later start. And my guess, Robin, is that they're not with COVID. They, they're not having people probably stay the night. They mm-hmm. probably, they're probably coming in in the morning and leaving. Mm-hmm. And that I, I don't know this, uh, but I'm guessing teams are a lot of teams are just going to arrive right away. And you know, if it's an eleven o'clock start, leave where they're coming at eight and get there and walk in and go and go back. I'm sure TV had something to do with it. Maybe BTN. They went a little bit a later. More, a primer, a more prime window, a lunch window versus yeah. a morning window. Exactly, because you know the, the eight a.m. you know broadcast. I'm sure that doesn't generate a lot of viewers as opposed to maybe a lunchtime. So. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons behind it, but, you know, personally, uh, I don't mind, you know, getting a couple hours to, to sleep in, get a workout in, you know, enjoy the morning. Remember, though, the schedule releases and, I mean, all those different debacles of schedules last year, some of those, one of them was on the air at 730 in the morning. <laughs> I remember that. Was that the first one? That the, they the first schedule where I was like, really excited. I'm like, 10 games in 16 yeah. weeks. This makes too much sense. Little did we know. And then they canceled it. And then, yeah, that, that was a whole other summer that I don't want to relive. Yes. Um, and that, that's what's exciting about this, Robin. I mean, we're turning a page. We're getting together. Trev Alberts will be out there, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, with Nebraska representing them. Yeah, he said he was going to be out there. Um, on the Big Ten stage. And I, I expect a pretty tamped-down approach from Nebraska. They're not going to come in there it better be. swinging their sword. Yeah. No, no more you know, athletic director coming out there saying that Ohio State's going to be running scared uh, with the way Nebraska's coming. So, yeah, I think that that's the necessary approach. Nebraska just needs to – you know, head down, uh, eyes on the on the prize, and you know, don't worry about uh, get a stake at St. Elmo's and go. Exactly, because that's gotten them into a lot of trouble. Not only just uh, creating very lofty expectations that you know might not have been attainable uh, early out of the gates, but also you know, I mean, the the Big Ten and Nebraska's relationship, as we know, is in a touchy spot right now and so nebraska doesn't need to do anything to create any more waves than they've already made over the past four years and kevin warren will talk and he hasn't really fielded live questions um since that was it the return to play mm-hmm. when they announced they're coming back he did take questions on the on the zoom or whatever yeah, they were they were very controlled and you know there was a very select group of people that got their questions in and the questions that May have, uh, you know, people wanted to hear. Actually, he gave very canned uh, lawyer speak answers. So I would imagine this deal, even if somebody does bring a a hard question that kind of wants to get some some answers about what's happened over the last 12 months. You know, I I don't necessarily think he's going to go out of his way to provide much insight. I envision like a White House press conference where the staff person's like, hey, these are the 10 people you call on. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I'm not too far off, but I'm excited. It's going to be fun to get out to Indy for a couple of days. This summer has just gone by so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the way spring ball went late, mm-hmm. then June was just an absolute craziness. And here we are. And then we start a week earlier because of week zero as media days is this week, Thursday, Friday. Players report then Thursday and practice basically begins Friday. So we're here. Mm-hmm. We made it. It's here. Finally, a long-awaited, uh, <laughs> crazy year, and we're back finally doing some in-person stuff. And in just about a month, we'll be heading our way to Champaign, Illinois, to actually cover a football game with fans in the stands. I, I, one thing I am curious about, Kevin Warren, and, and the uh, deal is, well, COVID protocols. I mean, are there going to be COVID protocols at all? Like, what happens if a player tests positive? Mm-hmm. Are they still out 21 days? Mm-hmm. Or has that been relaxed? I mean, there's so many of those things that maybe we'll walk away with out of Indy. Maybe we won't. Uh, but those are things I want to know. Is there going to be mandatory testing? Mm-hmm. If a team is fully vaccinated, are you still going to test them? 
Um, what's the testing protocols, if there are going to be any? Um, is it going to be fully on the ground run based on your school? Um, there, there's so many of those things we don't know that hopefully we get a little clarity if, if they're even going to try to make COVID a thing mm-hmm. this year or not. Well, I know the Big 12, they had their media days, and um, you know, Bowlesby, the commissioner, basically said uh, one thing that was interesting is they're not going to do uh, postponements. If a game gets canceled because of COVID issues, then that game is gone. They're not going to push it back later on in the day. And so I think that puts even more onus on the teams uh, to be able to make sure they handle their business on that front. So I'm curious to see if the Big Ten follows suit because, uh, you know, they didn't make up games last year. I mean, obviously, with the way that they scheduled, they didn't have any opportunity to. But, you know, I just got to wonder just how they're going to handle it compared to other conferences like the Big 12. Because you are seeing an MLB with more positive tests popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Yankees had six. And, you know, these are guys with no symptoms at all or issues. And but They were vaccinated as a team. And they these are positive tests, though, in, in the world that – we're talking about that's a problem so mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of things we don't know yet now robin i want it before we go into the show here um, we're going to hear from nathan gary next and then uh, jamie cole um nebraska basketball yes they continue I, I think they by the way have a bigger recruiting class in football it feels like because <laughs> yeah. well they got two guys for 22 so I, hopefully football's a little bit further ahead than that <laughs> but uh yeah they just picked up um a very in my opinion underrated uh, combo guard out of Prep Power Sierra Canyon out in California, Ramel Lloyd Jr. Um, he's a 6'6". I mean, he can play the one or the two. Um, he's a big guard uh, that had you know, 27 Division One offers, and he chose Nebraska on Sunday over Oregon, Arkansas, Georgetown, and Oklahoma as his primary finalists. And you know, this is a guy that Nebraska's been very high on. They brought him in on an official visit uh, last month from June 18th to the 20th, and, and they offered him way back in November. And, you know, things, they really hit it off, not just with Rommel, but with Rommel's family to where Nebraska was an intriguing option for him from the jump. So, I mean, he averaged just under 17 points, eight rebounds, and five assists per game last year on a team that has LeBron James kids, Dwayne Wade's kids, and Amari Bailey, who I think is the number two or three player in the country. So um, this was a very good get. And now you pair that 22 class with Blaze Cada, uh, the the four-star junior college center uh, from Coffeyville down in Kansas. Uh, that's a pretty good one-two punch. And uh, right now, Nebraska's full with their 22 class, just with the way the numbers currently stand. But um, I, I would imagine several more spots will open up with some natural attrition uh, after this coming season. All right, when we come back, we're going to go out to Greeley, Nebraska, as I've got a, a special show here on tap as we get you ready for Big Ten Media Days. It's the five-year anniversary of the death of Sam Fultz, and I've got several interviews lined up. We'll hear from Nathan Gary next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. As I mentioned, we're on site here in Greeley, Nebraska. It's the five-year anniversary of the passing of Sam Foltz, and they've put on a special event up here with kicking guru expert Jamie Cole and a number of former Huskers and teammates of Sam Foltz are up here in Greeley today uh, showing their support and having a presence at the event. And we're going to talk to a lot of these guys here on today's show and one of the names are guys joining me right now, uh, former Husker, all Big Ten safety, Nate Gary. Nate, you spent the last four years um, playing in Philadelphia. You're a new team in San Francisco. Um, obviously a very busy time, but uh, you're up in Greeley today. Uh, what brings you up here today to, to take part in the event? Uh, you know, uh, Sam's dad, Gerald, kind of hit a bunch of us uh, ex, ex, ex-Huskers up, a um, bunch of former teammates of Sam, and uh, – at first, it kind of started out as a little small little get-together gig, and then, you know, I think uh, the more numbers kind of grew, and then I think he kind of turned it into more of a camp, and, uh, you know, we're excited just to get here, work with kids, and, you know, see the Fultz family. So what is your – and now you, you weren't a kicker or a punter, Nate, so what, what's your role? Are you going to be a sh- 
shagging punts and catching balls in the back? Actually, um, a lot of people don't know I'm the backup long snapper. So uh, when I've been even in Philadelphia and San Fran, I'm the I'm the um, uh, what do you call it? I'm the I'm the uh, I guess the emergency. The, the emergency. There you go. I was looking for the word. I couldn't find it. But uh, yeah, I'm the emergency guy. Um, I was me and Sammy were roommates back in college, and uh, you know he always wanted to go on weekends and whatnot and go punt balls and you know at the memorial and stuff and. I was always the guy to, you know, go help him and, you know, throw some snaps back for him. And I think I just kind of kind of got pretty good at it back then. So uh, you never long snap in high school, though, uh, when I was my first two years, I did. And then I had to become the punter because, you know, obviously in South Dakota, you got to do it all. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess it kind of started there. But then I think I kind of really started to get good at it once I started to live with Sam. We're talking here with former Husker and now San Francisco 49er Nate Gary here in Greeley, Nebraska at the Sam Foltz uh, kicking camp. As we remember Sam Foltz and, and Nate, it's been five years. It's hard to believe it's been five years. And, you know, I, I always think about it. It's Big Ten media days. We're getting ready to go out to Chicago or now Indianapolis this year. And um, that day, it's a day I'll never forget that Sunday um, hearing that news. And I mean, how, how much even to this day do you remember and think about Sam when you play the game of football? Um. You know, I do remember that day. Like, there's, it was tomorrow, or like it was yesterday. I was with a bunch of the guys. It was me, Bando, um, Westy, and we were all up in Chicago. We were actually on the way back to uh, Westercamp's house, and I think it was Coach Riley called Bando at the time and kind of broke the news. And uh, you know, we once we you know kind of heard the phone call, we kind of saw Josh's face that it wasn't a very good one, and uh, just the news kind of broke then. And um, you know, we all kind of just broke down, and then. It was just something that it was, it was a nightmare, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, there's one thing that Sam's always with me when it's in football. You know, I, there's one thing I always tell myself that I, um, I guess I never really believed in angels and stuff like that until um, until I go on the football field. And I remember my, uh, my senior year, we played Wisconsin um, in Wisconsin, and that was one of the most special games I've ever been a part of just because I don't know what it was, but there just felt like there, uh, he was always there with me throughout the whole step. You know, like I said, we were roommates back in the day, and, you know, we always talked about those big games, big moments, and at the time that was kind of our uh, clincher to, to go to the Big Ten championship to, to seal the West. And, you know, I don't know what it was, but I just felt like he was guiding me through, through the whole game. And, you know, um, I personally think I was probably one of my better games when it comes to stats and just performance. And, uh, you know, I just ever since I feel like Sam's always been there every step of the way with me when it comes to football, for sure. You know, it's interesting with Sam. Um, you, you were a safety, obviously, and a lot of people don't realize that Sam came to Nebraska as a safety or a receiver. And I don't even think the Pelini coaching staff knew exactly that they had an NFL punter on the roster. Um, but Sam could have played a lot of positions. Oh, yeah, Sammy, he was – Sammy was a guy in the weight room throwing around more weight than half the, the starters on offense and defense. And uh, like you said, you just he's one of those guys that you just, where did we put this kid? And then, you know, he just kind of found his own when it came to punting. Um, and he was damn good at it. I mean, I still still to this day, when I'm walking around the league and stuff, people bring up Sam's name to me. Uh, a lot of the special team coaches, you know, asked me a lot about him, told me a lot about him. And, um, you know, I talked a lot about him throughout the uh, the draft process and stuff, and you know, obviously, it was him passing. Um, you know, he was going to be one of those guys that was going to be probably the first punter off the board, and there's no doubt about it because he's like you said, he's one of those athletic freaks who would have you know showed the numbers at the combine and stuff like that, and then punted the ball through the roof. And that's the thing, like in the NFL, the punters have to be good athletes too. I mean, it's a different level. I mean, you can be a good punter, but you have to be an athlete as well. And Sam had that rare combination of a guy that if you had to run a fake punt, if there was a bad snap, he, I mean, he had the athletic ability to, to bail you out. Oh, yeah, he was, like you said, was, I'm not 100% sure, but wasn't he a 400 state champion or something? Back Up there, in track like or a 50-second, 49-second yeah, 50 yeah, guy. Yeah, he was, he was running some good numbers, and I remember hearing about him coming out, and like you said, he's just one of those guys that he's just got that, that it factor, and you just you just got to find out where you want to put him, and I think he, he found a, where he wanted to put himself, and I think punting was kind of his thing, and he was damn good at it. I'll, I'll never forget that 2016 season, too. I mean, that was so much to, to, for all you guys to go through that and have to get ready to play within a month. Um, but you started out 7-0. and Nebraska was ranked in the top 10. Um, that was the first time they had been in the top 10 in, in several years. And you guys were in the top 10 for almost a month that season. And then things fell apart a little bit at the end there with uh, the Iowa game and, and then the bowl game where everyone was injured. But, you know, 
that speak on that year, that last year you were here and um, how much you guys played for Sam and, and how well you guys played together? Um, you know, obviously something that something bad like that happens, it, it, it does bring you it brings everybody together, you know, especially when it's Sam Foltz who is, you know, a, a, a leader and a captain of our football team and everybody looked up to him from freshmen to seniors and even the coaching staff. He was just when you think of Nebraska football you think of Sam Foltz and he's just the epitome of you know what everybody wants out of Nebraska football and um, you know we did we did put every game everything we did was you know for for Sam and I remember um, the senior the whatever it was the senior game when we played Maryland I just remember you know how emotional that was before the game when they had that tribute to him and um, you know I remember everybody laying those flowers down on the 27 yard line I, I think it was Oregon when I think it was a balloon or something that fell or something and it landed on the 27 yard line it was just there were just a lot of crazy things that happened that year that just you know kind of showed us that Sammy was with us every step of the way. I'll tell you what was special about that day too was Riker Fife, his high school quarterback, got the start and got the win and played a pretty flawless game. And Brandon played one of his better games, one of the close friends, and they were all Shrine Bowl guys that year together. I mean, there, there's a lot of that senior day. You're right; it brought brought a lot of memories. Yeah, it's that's one of those days that I you know I I for sure won't uh, forget, no well, doubt. Nate, how close do you follow Nebraska now? I mean, obviously you're busy with your own stuff, but do you try to get back to a game once a year if you can on a bye week, or is it very difficult with now, especially with COVID and protocols and and, and whatnot? I mean, it's got to be a lot different, harder probably to get back as much to Lincoln as you'd like to. I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a black shirt through and through, so, you know, I, I follow Nebraska. Um, you know, I still stay in touch. You know, I grew a bond with, uh, you know, Shenander and those guys and, you know, Frost and everybody, the new staff coming in, hopefully to meet the new AD here now. Um, but, yeah, you, like you said, it was tough, especially last year with the whole COVID stuff and the building being shut down to outsiders. Um, but every year I come out to Lincoln. I train with the same guy I've been training with in high school, Chris Slatt. He uh, trains a lot of guys out um, out in Lincoln now. And so I, I go to there usually around this time for the whole summer to, to, um, to, to work out with him. So I always bop in and out of the stadium, see a bunch of the guys that are still there with, you know, Mark Meyer, Drew Hamlin, the trainers, and uh, Jay Terry, and then just building the relationships with the new coaches that are there. What's crazy is a few of these guys on the team are six-year seniors. You played with JoJo Doman technically mm-hmm. and Ben Stilley. So you kind of, I mean, you're out of Nebraska five years now, but you've got still some former teammates yeah, on the roster yeah, as weird as that sounds i think this is the last year though i think this one's the last year um, i think jojo's older than you i think he might be actually <laughs> he might be um, and actually the the safeties coach up in uh, 49ers is bullocks so oh really yeah so db so you know me and him every time we see each other we're like, oh, what up black shirt you know so we got it's nice to have a good connection and then uh damian daniels is up there right now too he's playing d tackle so it's the first time that I've actually been on a team outside of Nebraska to have some Nebraska guys, and it, feel, it feels good. Just playing, I mean, I don't want to get too into your team situation, but just going to the NFL the last five years, like that transition, I mean, how hard is that? I mean, I don't think people really understand how hard it is to be in the league for now going on five years. Um, it's different, you know. Uh, it, there's just a lot of distractions, you know, obviously, you know, with, there's a business side to it, um, you know. I'm one of those, you know, small town kids. I just, you know, the simple life stuff just makes me happy. So I just love playing the game of football. And I just try to just stay in my own lane and then just try to, you know, keep out all the distractions. But it is tough. You know, there's a lot of people pulling and tugging on you from, you know, every way. And um, But I'm just thankful that, you know, I'm five years in now and just keep stacking the years up from here. Where do you keep your Super Bowl ring at? Uh, I can't tell you that. It's a secret. I don't want anybody to know where I keep it. I don't want anybody knocking on my door. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I can't imagine being in Philadelphia on a Super Bowl team with how fanatic the fans – it's like Nebraska. Um, I mean, just that that little two-, three-year window around the Super Bowl, I mean, that had to be such exciting times for you and your family to be down there. Oh, it was it was, it was phenomenal. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say they're like Nebraska, but like the, the diehard – you know, fan base, yeah, but Nebraska is full of uh, smiles and nice people. Philadelphia is it's a little bit different, man. <laughs> there are uh, a lot of more F-words and mother, you know, all that jazz. So Talk radio is pretty ruthless out there, I've heard. Oh, man, everything's ruthless out there. People on the street are ruthless, man. You, they, they know you. They, if there's one thing they know, it's Eagle football. And grandmas, moms, little kids, everybody, they're going to let you know about it. 
Well, Nate, it was great to catch up with you here. I know everyone in Nebraska still follows you now, and you're in San Francisco, and great organization. So looking forward to following you now with the 49ers here this season. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, much more to come here as we are on location in Greeley, uh, remembering the five-year anniversary of the passing of Sam Foltz here at a special punting and kicking camp. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, we're in Greeley, Nebraska for a special uh, kicking, punting camp clinic um, in honor of Sam Fultz. It's a five-year anniversary of his passing. And uh, Jamie Cole, the renowned kicking expert for the country uh, based out of Iowa, uh, puts on camps all over the country. Jamie has come up to Greeley, Nebraska, and honors Sam to put on this clinic. And joining me right now on the show, um, Jamie, first of all, um, I, I just got to say this is awesome what you guys are doing um, to, to be up here in small town Nebraska. You got the cornfields in the backdrop. <laughs> you've done a lot of camps. This has got to be one of the more unique ones you've put on. Yeah, this was uh, a kind of a neat situation. You know, we didn't know how many people were going to be here. And the community really came out and supported Sam. And I think hopefully a couple kids will take away some things that they can go home and work on. Um, the first group is the younger, um, I, I would say fifth, sixth grade and below. And then we'll have high school kids here later. And the whole point was to hopefully give them some coaching that maybe they don't get on a normal basis and go home and work on it like Sam did. You know, Sam's motto of uh, dream big, work hard, and stay humble. You know, we just talked to those kids about the reason Sam was so successful is he put in the hard work, and that kind of comes naturally in this part of the country. And that's why, for us, it's fun to come here and obviously seeing Gerald, who's become a real good personal friend in the family, it's just an excuse for us to get together and, you know, five years ago was probably the, the worst day of my life, quite frankly. Uh, the world lost just an outstanding person and Sam's legacy is still strong and that's a testament to him and all that he accomplished in his short time here on earth. And if I remember right, he started coming up to your camps. Uh, Pat Smith, a former Nebraska kicker, was one of your guys and he goes, hey Jamie, I got this punter at Nebraska. I think you're going to want to have him up here and he jumped in the truck with Pat and Next thing you know, I mean, he was one of yeah. your guys, too. Kind of a cool story about, you know, the Pat Smith, Sam Foltz connection. I knew Pat. Pat was a transfer that we were able to get to Nebraska. They needed a senior kicker, and Pat was a guy that we had worked with, you know, many times previous. And Pat brought Sam, and we really didn't need an extra guy at that camp as a counselor. So I, I was just like, okay, let's give this guy some grunt work. He'll run the charts. He'll do something. By the end of that two-day camp, I ended up, you know, just loving the attitude that this kid had doing the worst, you know, meaningless job and, and, and taking pride in it. And he moved up on our list very, very quickly, <laughs> even before he was a player at Nebraska. He was a walk-on, really had no lineage. And after that camp, I'm like, that kid's going to be special, and I want him around our camps. And then in the years to follow, he only added to that. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you've been around a lot of success stories of the punters and the kickers. I mean, how rare is it to see just great athletes like him all of a sudden become NFL punters just like that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's the technical aspect of being a good kicker punter, but then at the top end of the mountain, there's that, that athleticism that needs to be present. And that's what Sam had. We were just looking through some old film I pulled up randomly on my phone from Sam when he was at our camps and he had a 5-3 hang time. And that's, that's just wow. rare to find, you know, college, let alone NFL athletes that are able to do that. And I firmly believe, you know, with our scouting services and talking with multiple NFL teams, he would have been the first specialist drafted his senior year and probably would be going on to his second contract right now in the NFL. He was, he was different. He was just very very good but 
he was a great athlete that took to the mechanics of punting, which normally someone who's as athletic as him is a field player, not focused you know, entirely on being a great specialist, and that's why he was so special. We're talking with renowned kicking expert Jamie Cole of Cole's Kicking here on the Husker Online Show in Greeley, Nebraska. And this is obviously your busiest time of the year, Jamie. Um, what else do you guys have coming up? Um, because you know your big showcase event is right around the corner as well. Correct. We uh, next week we have uh, what we call Super Week. We'll have about 20 NFL players, current starters, come down to Tennessee and. We're actually in the Smoky Mountains, which is kind of neat. Well, we'll kick with those guys for two days, and then we'll have our college elite camp, which is what Sam attended, and that's kind of the proving ground for the next year's NFL draft. Uh, a lot of our decisions as to who the top guys will be will be based on that, and we expect a good crowd at that. And then the weekend will be our high school camp, which will be, again, kind of the proving ground for the top high school players to be nationally ranked, and then playing the Under Armour All-American game and some of the other things that come along with that. So it's kind of an exciting time. It's a wrap-up to the end of the summer and really kind of the kickoff to the 2021 season. And I'm going to ask you this, too. I don't know how familiar you are with some of the kicking names at Nebraska right now, but Connor Cole, returning Big Ten Kicker of the Year, transferred from LSU. I believe he was one of your guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they added a Morningside transfer named Brandon Frankie, mm-hmm. um, real strong leg guy. Um, they've got a, they're trying to shore us some of these special teams things at Nebraska. Um, I mean, how familiar are some of the kickers at Nebraska yeah, right now? I have, I have a decent amount of familiarity with, with Culp. Uh, the Morningside kicker I'm not as familiar with. I've heard good things. I know in talking with the coaches, uh, they feel that they've addressed some of the recent struggles maybe in the special teams area, and they're excited to see these guys perform this year. I think they feel as good heading into the season about their specialists as they felt in the past couple of years. We're talking here with Jamie Cole and you know your son JJ Cole I had a chance to watch him at the Nebraska 7-on-7 seven seven and I said if this guy's not in Nebraska we're going to see him at Memorial Stadium playing for Iowa or Wisconsin because I mean he just looks like a classic Big Ten quarterback he's only going into his junior year of high school yeah. um, has offers from Iowa, Iowa State, Wisconsin Florida State and, and Florida State. Yep. So not, for, not, Wisconsin not Wisconsin yet, but Florida State. Yep. I mean, yeah. How exciting has that been for you? I mean, with your knowledge yeah. of the recruiting, and now you're going through it with a quarterback. Yeah, it's it's been a very interesting journey, and it's just one of those things you don't know until you go through it how things will pan out. He's hit his growth spurt at just the right time. He was a late bloomer, and he's just starting now to kind of get used to his body and. The whole point is I think you marry well and hopefully mama's genetics take <laughs> over. Uh, I think that's a good rule of thumb. So That had to be fun, though. They beat Creighton Prep, Lincoln Southeast. I mean, yeah. they beat some really good Nebraska teams to win that championship that day yeah. at Memorial Stadium. No, there was great competition. And honestly, for me, the coolest part was playing at Memorial Stadium and just all the memories I have as a player and then as a coach and, you know, watching Sam out there and Pat Smith and some of the good teams Obviously, in recent history, and especially when I played, you know, the 90s generation, there were amazing teams that went through those stadium, um, you know, and played on that field. And that was that was a cool experience. And I know there was some really good teams. I think they had teams from about eight different states there. So for his high school team to have played well, that's a good indicator that they're in a good position to have a good year. And J.J., I know people see him as an Iowa kid with Iowa and Iowa State offers, but Nebraska is definitely someone you guys are still considering, it sounds like. Absolutely. No, I, I, I feel very strongly it'll come down to fit and who has, you know, seen J.J.'s strengths and what he does well and who can, you know, put an offense together that kind of matches that. I think at that position in particular, that's essential to find the right fit for your skill set, more so than maybe other positions because it's, it's a lot of coaching and it's a lot of – getting everybody on the same page well jamie it's been great to get a chance to connect with you out here in greeley nebraska and i I know everyone's so grateful for you being up here and what you guys are doing out here today i love to be here and uh, this is a special state for sure well much more to come you're listening here to the husker online show with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that 
Learn more at marines.com. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan in Greeley, Nebraska here um, for a special Sam Foltz show. Uh, it's five-year passing of the death of Sam Foltz, and they're running a clinic up here, and a lot of former Huskers and uh, teammates of Sam's are in Greeley, and one of the guys here is former Husker and three-year NFL wide receiver, Brandon Riley. Uh, Brandon, you've officially made the transition to civilian life. How, how, how is, I mean, you've been an athlete your whole life, um, but now you're um, living day-to-day civilian life. How's the transition been for you? Yeah, you know, it's been it's been smooth, and, you know, I was, I mean, a lot of people when they finish sports, you know, the mental side of it, it's tough to move on, but, you know, I was mentally uh, good with moving on, and in the insurance world now in Omaha and you know my competitive sports fix is now golf instead of football a little easier on the body but what's you your know, handicap now it's a three right now. so you're trying to catch Jay Moore yeah those guys are good him and Woodhead and all them but I mean I gotta work those guys just seem to golf every day especially Woodhead Thank you were you. the uh, Knowles champion I've always heard as a kid right yeah, back to back growing up yeah they t- they when I was a member out there they still talked about that but Brandon we're out here obviously for Sam and yep. um, it's a great deal they're running here it's been five years um, I mean just when you, you you knew Sam even before Nebraska um, I mean when you think about it, it's been five years from now I mean how, how much do you still remember that day and Sam and what he meant to you yeah absolutely and you know, time goes fast, and, you know, we were just – I rode up here with Dylan Utter, Riker Fife, and Brad Simpson, and, you know, we started talking about our walk-on class and just stories, and it's crazy where the time goes, but stuff like this, it's always good to get the guys back together and tell stories, but, you know, it's also a very sad time too. And But, you know, seeing his family, and, you know, his dad, Gerald, obviously we still keep in, keep in close touch, you know, talk to him probably every month or so at least, and – yeah, just keep the memories going, and, you know, you see all the little kids running around in 27 shirts. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, when you think about him as a punter, what made him the best punter in the Big Ten? He, he was just all around, you know, his hang time and distance, and then, I mean, he'd fly down and make tackles. And we were actually just joking that, you know, it's a big grain bin, and, and Riker goes, yeah, I'm sure Sam punted over that back in the day. And Utter goes, well, I bet he, I bet he could. And we just, just stuff like that, joking about it. But, no, he was he was a lead, and there was no doubt he'd probably be playing with Nate Gary in the NFL still today. Yeah, you you were in the league for three years and saw a lot of punters. I mean, how, how did he – I mean, when you look at guys you were teammates with and watched play, I mean, he was right up there with all of them, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't pick anyone over him. And I remember, like, early on in NFL, you know, seeing the guys on other team warm up, and I'm like, Fultz was definitely better than this. And so, you know, it, it's it's sad and it's tough because you never know what would have happened, you know. He could have had a Sam Cooke-type career where, you know, Sam Cooke's still playing. Yeah, punting in Memorial Stadium, too, I don't think people realize how hard it is because when it's hot, you get the south wind. Yeah. When it's cold, you get the north wind. Yeah. And then – when that gate's open or closed, the wind swirls, yeah, and and Sam, he made it look easy most of the time. He played that wind better than like any punter I can remember in the stadium. Yeah, he he was he was a special talent, that's for sure. We're talking here with former Husker Brandon Riley, a, a teammate uh, of Sam Fultz, and grew up with Sam Fultz in sports and athletics. And you, I mean, you knew Sam though even before Nebraska, right? I mean, you you guys because yeah. your your dad is from the Spalding Greeley area yep. and you've got family relatives in the area I mean so talk about your just how you knew Sam even before Nebraska yeah definitely my dad grew up around here and I know a lot of relatives are going to be coming by today which is great but yeah and, and just said you know played basketball and ran track against them and, and we just always sta- stayed in contact and you know I went back and looked through old Twitter messages and you know we were talking to each other hey you think you're going to walk on and then we decided to do that together and and then we end up getting our scholarship the same day. So it's just a lot of a lot of cool memories to, to think back on. Yeah, walking on is hard. I don't think people realize, like, the rigors and you got, you got to bet on yourself. And that group of guys you had, I've done the math. I think there's at least 9, 10, 11 of you that earned scholarships in that walk-on yeah. class together. Yeah, we were talking about that on the way up here that we were talking about all these kids with all these offers and social media, how they put it out there. and. In our car, we're like, well, we could probably add up all our offers total, and it'd be less than most of these kids these days. And for all of us to, you know, get scholarships and play, uh, it was a pretty special class. Yeah, I still think about that Shrine Bowl when you had Janovich and Drew Rod and you yeah. and Sam Fultz, and I mean, yeah. you go down the line. I mean, there's yeah. 
some NFL dudes in that, that game. And, I mean, I've done a lot of Shrine Bowls, and that to me still is probably the most entertaining Shrine Bowl I think I've been a part of. Yeah, well, I'm biased, but I think You so were the – and, and then some number 87 was the MVP of that game, right? Yeah, I got lucky. And, and Brad Simpson was defensive MVP of that game too. Well, yeah, and, and you're out of football now. I mean, how hard was that? just to walk away from the game because I, I know your drive and I mean you were doing really well in the in the indoor or XFL yeah um in St. Louis and then they pulled the plug COVID happened yeah. I mean COVID ended a lot of things and I feel like it shut your football career down yeah. just because um the way it changed how teams selected players in the process and everything it did it did change things but you know everything happens for a reason I feel and uh I mean, obviously you want to walk away on your own terms, but, you know, I had to be realistic with myself. You know, NFL teams hadn't really called much the year before, and I didn't think I did enough in the XFL. Obviously, if that would have kept going, maybe I had a better chance, but just had to move on, and, you know, now I get to watch guys like Nate and obviously still cheer on the Huskers and just enjoy it as a fan. So are you a season ticket holder now in Nebraska? Are you going to be at most of the home games? I mean, you're an insurance guy. you got to be down there uh... – <laughs> talking to clients and stuff now right yeah, i'll be i'm not a season ticket holder but i'll be down there and you know obviously i'm never going to miss a game and you know i'm looking forward to it uh hopefully trev alberts can can get things helping in the right direction and frost keeps uh keeps it turning where we uh start end up on the the better side of games uh, in the coming years yeah you were at the open practice i mean and you you got to see a little bit of the receivers they've added like samori Torre, omar manning yeah a couple of the talents i mean do you have any doubt at all that that group's going to be a lot better this year uh yeah no they they impressed me a lot and obviously it was just one practice and whatnot but uh you know, Omar Manning, he reminded me a lot of a Quincy Anun while looking at him. He looked big and fast, and he could catch the ball. And, you know, we heard a lot about him last year and didn't see much of him. So, you know, I'm hoping he can find a better role and get out there. And, you know, I expect a, a, a big year from those guys to help Adrian out. Yeah, what do you think Adrian needs to do to, to have the kind of year he needs as his fourth year as a starter? Uh, I, you know, I expect big things. And I think just more confidence in his receivers. And obviously the tight end group is stacked. And they should be they should be good there. And I think just a more confidence in the whole offense as a whole will, will bring his game up. And, I mean, he's athletic. He's got the, uh, he's got the ability. And, you know, I expect big things. Well, Brandon, it was great catching up with you out here in Greeley. Um, this is an awesome deal that you guys are doing and are part of here for Sam Fultz. And hopefully see you at some games this fall. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't miss this. And, yeah, we'll definitely have to catch up at games. All right, much more to come here from Greeley. You're listening to the Husker Online Show. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan on site here in Greeley, Nebraska at the Sam Fultz Kicking Camp put on out here by Jamie Cole and a group of about 15 or 20 former Huskers out here as well, um, signing autographs and taking pictures. And one of those guys, uh, former Husker and linebacker, Josh Banderas, um, who just finished playing in the, the Spring League. And so, Josh, you've been a part i mean you obviously had a, a short stint in the nfl but you've done a lot of different um of these spring leagues right i mean xfl no you, didn't you, get that uh, didn't you, get in the xfl but the af F. and the spring league yeah so I, I bounced around to a couple of them not what i want to be doing but staying alive just trying to say and, and i mean what what's next i mean are you just kind of trying to play the waiting game and are we talked off air maybe getting into coaching possibly yeah yeah so kind of waiting for something Right, wherever the cards may fall, it could be the coaching, or I could get a call from, you know, the NFL seems like a long shot at this point. So if the CFL comes around, you know, or, or I know the USFL is coming back around, so see what happens there. But yeah, coaching's coaching's the the end game. Talking here with former Husker linebacker Josh Banderas, and we're out here obviously remembering Sam Fultz. It's hard to believe, Josh. It's been five years um, since that Sunday that none of us will ever forget i mean when when you, you found the news and almost it was i still remember it was one of those things like no way no yeah and i mean just but you think about just the impact sam had everyone's out here today for sam Fultz. yeah yeah no i mean one of a kind guy you know he affects all of us 
you know, it, like you said, it doesn't seem like five years, but he's still affecting all of our lives and always in a positive way. So it's, it's good we're finally we, – we should have probably been doing something like this for a long time, but it's, it's, it's good we're getting getting something going and just keep keeping the memory alive and, you know, bringing all these guys back together. It's, it's great seeing everybody. It's kind of like a little reunion. So it's, it's a good deal. Yeah, you're around each other so much when you play that you, you almost take it for granted. And you do. To, to get everybody together – I mean, sadly, it's a wedding or a funeral that probably is the only time yeah. you get to see all your guys. Yeah, no doubt. And that's what that's. If you could ask any of them, that's all. That's all we'd want to come back to. You know, what I mean, we just we just want the locker room. We want the guys seeing everybody every day. Football's football's fun, and you love playing it. But it's it's about the guys you meet and everything. And that's 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 what Nebraska is all about. Like some kid had gloves, you know, that I'd given him in one of the games. And you know, that's why we're out there playing. We're out there playing for each other and. And, you know, just the kids, everybody else, does, nothing else really matters except for those two things. When you think about Fultz today, I mean, I mean what, what, what are your memories still of him when you think of it's been five years? But, I mean, how much does he come up in your mind just at random moments? And, and what do you still remember about Sam? Yeah, just, just he's like the epitome of Nebraska. So if you were going to recruit somebody and, or somebody didn't know what Nebraska is, you could point to Sam and – point to his life and just how he was and you're like well that's that's nebraska you know what i mean and he he was always humble but he was you know goofy and he was confident in the same way so he and and, you know obviously his work ethic was was as high as anybody's you know what i mean not very many punters are, are up there with like the lifter of the year talk award you know so it's just he's he's nebraska that's that's what you're supposed to think about when you think of what this place is and speaking of Nebraska, uh, Huskers start practice. It's hard to believe, Josh. They start here in, in about a week. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, July 29th, I guess, about two weeks from today when we're taping. Um, but it's a big year. I mean, in, uh, it's, yeah. you know, it's hard to – I mean, you, you've been around a lot of Nebraska football, and your team is the last team that played in a bowl game. Yeah, wow, well, that doesn't sound good when you, when, when you kind of lay it out like that. But, yeah, this – I mean, it's, it's kind of time to do something. You know what I mean? It's because it's a lot of these kids, they don't really know a winning Nebraska team. They just know, you know, kind of as an average, you know, win a couple games but don't expect too much. And it's, it's, it's definitely time to turn that around so some of these younger kids can actually understand what it was instead of watching an old, you know, 90s, 90s video. You know, let's, let's get some relevant players in their mind that go out and do something they can be proud of on a Saturday. Yeah, this will be on defense. This will be the fourth year under Eric Chenander, and, and there really hasn't been a – group of players in Nebraska that's been able to play for a coordinator for four years on defense, yeah. secondary coach for four years. Obviously, Dawson went back and forth. Right. But, I mean, the continuity, and, and you had to go through it when Papuchis and Pliny and those guys left, and then Banker comes in. Um, but, I mean, there's got to be some advantages now with the, the depth and the experience they have on defense oh, along yeah. with the continuity. Oh, that's huge. Like I said, I never got to do it. And I, and I always think about poor Luke Gifford, who had like four D coordinators in five years. You just you you can't get to understand what you're actually supposed to do. You're always still in the learning phase when you should be moving on to the next phase and learning the, the different tools within the base that you already know. So it's gonna be it'll be big for him because the fall camp and everything you got to teach the young guys the new stuff. But these old guys, especially like JoJo and Staley, who've just I mean they're they're ancient now, they're right? Like, they they they're should like be, your age. Yeah, they're I mean. It's it's nice because I still know guys that played. I still feel like I was I'm still a little bit younger, but uh, no, man, it's it's gonna be great. They should be able to know more of the fine details instead of just the broad broad picture. They're gonna be able to dial in a little bit more and and, and execute well. By the way, have you checked to see if you have COVID eligibility? You, you might have like a, yeah, a six right, year, get that year back, get right? that six year COVID year in there. Oh but. man, no, I I I probably would have taken it if I if I had the option. Absolutely, like I said, just just to be. Just to be around the guys another year. Like, yeah, you want to get your life started and kind of see what's out there next. The NFL is always out there. Like, that's the prize you want to do it. But, you know, it's tough to give up that locker room and that in the, in the feeling of, this, uh, you know, the stadium on Saturdays. Because you played with Stilly and JoJo and yeah. Dismuke, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, they were there when I was there, which seems weird. Which seems weird to me because I feel like it was a long time ago since I, since I was out there. But, yeah, man, now it's – they're old out Think there. Think about this. They're... JoJo had a fumble strip in Nashville against Tennessee. Oh, see, I wouldn't have known that. Jeez. Yeah. He's, he's the he's only player out there. Yeah, he's the only player on the roster that's played in a bowl game at Nebraska. Oh, wow. Because yeah. he got yes. hurt after the fact. Yeah, so some of the some of these facts, man, they I wish they weren't facts, but 
So he at least knows what, he's, what he wants to get back to. You know, he, he was a part of it. So he, he knows kind of the formula. It's just got to be twisting a little bit different direction with, with everybody. And, you know, it's a new mix of guys, but he knows where it's supposed to go. So he's definitely going to be one of the leaders out there. And I'll end it on this. I mean, when you see a schedule as a player, when you see you have Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern, Minnesota, yeah. I mean, you got seven ranked level teams right, right there that I just mentioned. How do you go about mentally preparing for a schedule like that? Well, I mean, if you got the initial shock, right? Like it comes out and you're like, oh, you got to be kidding me. All right. I mean, especially you had a, you had a down season last year. You just, it wasn't how you guys ended it. And then you, you get this and it's like a kick in the teeth again. It's like, golly. But then you start looking at it. It's like, well, this is what we want to be. You know, I want to be the Ohio State. I want to be the Michigan. We got the recruiting classes for it. We got the talent for it. And we've been in this for four times. And, you know, I know probably a lot of the guys are going to look at it as nobody expects anything from us, right? Every, all the national media and everything like that, they, you know, Nebraska's kind of fallen down. They don't even look at us. They look at us like we used to look at, uh, like, you know, in Illinois or Purdue who are now coming up. But we looked at them as, you know, probably a win. So, kind of being that underdog and then having that schedule like that where you can shock everybody if you come out on top on a couple of those games it's it's a good motivator for sure well in that sam fultz season that you guys had to go through you started out seven and zero, and those weren't pretty wins but they were wins but I they mean, were wins the yeah. oregon game you eked it out uh-huh. the indiana game the i mean was it the uh, the purdue and the illinois game too i mean those were just yeah they were all muck t- it up yeah and I, and, and you know I, i've i've had a lot of people come to say you know it was you know we barely we could have lost that one or we could have won this but one guess but guess what at the end of the day it's a, <laughs> it's a w or it's an l you know so if, if you win by one point it was ugly and you know the quarterback had six picks they're like well it's because he had six picks i don't really care right we won we won and we're moving on so that's that's the kind of mentality they got to have it doesn't have to be pretty we don't have to win by a lot we just have to win well there are no style points in the big 10 everyone's good in the big 10 none yeah and, and yeah especially now that you know the Purdue's and the Illinois and in Indiana. Now that they're not, there's not really a yeah. When a you're paying five, six million dollars for every coach, yeah, you better no. get a. You're gonna have a good product on every you team. Ex- yeah, you expect something. So now, I mean, it's it's gonna be an ugly, nasty fight every week, and then that's why the Big Ten is the Big Ten because you get beat up, and everyone's beat up, and it's who's gonna kind of tough it out, who's gonna be that last little bit of iron standing. Well, Josh, it was great to see you and all your former teammates out here in Greeley uh, taking part in this Sam Fultz kicking camp, and hopefully we'll maybe see you at some games this fall. Yeah, we'll make it down, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, well, that wraps it up here um, on this special edition of the Husker Online Show from Greeley, Nebraska. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.